there and welcome to another superb edition of the Photography Bar podcast. I'm, I'm Mark, as you all know, and I am here with my uh, fellow working professionals, kind of, in the lockdown. Um, and it's Rob and Cam. How are you guys doing? I'm good, thanks. Yeah, the sun's shining. Kids are back to school. I've had my jab. And uh, yeah, oh, yeah, I think things are moving forward. We forget because of your sort of slightly senior age, you have the jab before we do. Is that right? Slightly oh, senior it's, age. It's a new category for those that have over 30 years of experience. That, uh, <laughs> well, let me tell you my experience of going for the jab for those of you that haven't had your jab. Yeah, uh, I just walked straight in. There was no queue. Um, and you sure was the vaccine you got? <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Where did you go? Where did you go for this? Was it down some alleyway or something? <laughs> <laughs> and um, I didn't get I didn't get a cup of tea afterwards. I was going to give you a tea before you left, but they said you have to wait fifteen minutes uh, if you're driving what, for the cup of tea. Just to make sure, you know, <laughs> yeah. just just to make sure you're okay. <laughs> It would be nice if they gave you a, little, a cup of tea or a little, a little chocolate or something as you left. This is honestly Western problems. We have a free NHS doling out <laughs> life-saving vaccines <laughs> and we're complaining about not getting a cup of tea. That's a very British complaint. Oh, don't forget the chocolate, Mark. He wants a chocolate. <laughs> yeah, oh, and the chocolate. Yeah. Yeah. I, was, I was looking for the buffet table when I went in. <laughs> <laughs> There's no sausage oh, rolls anywhere. What, the sharing platters that we're all having in the pandemic. <laughs> right, yeah, all the sausage rolls have gone. So anyway. Um, How so are you, yeah. Rob? <laughs> yeah, I'm good, thanks. Yeah, thanks for asking, Mark. Um, I That's am right. good. I don't have as much to report as as Cam does here. Um, I've not had uh, a vaccine yet. Um, and uh, and that's, that's all there is to say, really. I'm just <laughs> sat here waiting for everything to blow over still. But yeah. Um, but yeah, no, all good, all good. Bit of a Shaun of the Dead moment now. Go down to the Winchester and wait for it all to blow up. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> just just about the vaccine. Um, I had it on Sunday and I felt felt fine. And but yesterday I felt like, um, which is about what I suppose twelve hours later, like I'd had a a bad night's sleep or something. That's you know when I woke up. That's how I felt for the day. It's slightly muzzy headed, maybe a, a tad hungover. Is that the best way to perhaps explain it? But no, which one did deal. you have? Uh, the Oxford. Um, I was the Oxford. One. And, uh, and, but today I feel absolutely fine. I've just felt a bit tired yesterday. It was no big deal. It was just, and I don't know whether I was overthinking it even. So, mm. but I still did a little product shoot. So very good. Those are good jars that you had to retouch, Robert. Oh yeah. Yeah. You soldiered anyway, through. I have, soldiered on. I have heard that actually having paracetamol before the jab will reduce the side effects, but I'm not a doctor. So, um, <laughs> You know, take take that as you will. Are we giving Do- out medical mark? Doctor, well, it has. To be fair, it was my wife who said this, and she does work in a pharmacy, so um, it's not completely there's out got, of the blue. There's got um, to be a disclaimer there somewhere. But there is a disclaimer. Yeah. I'm not a doctor. <laughs> yeah. Mark said it's all right to take paracetamol beforehand. So. <laughs> All right. Although it. if you're allergic to paracetamol, it's probably best not to. Yeah. Right, let's crack, let's crack on. We, we need to Photography. crack on. We're talking too much. Photography. Yes. <laughs> so, guys, um, I'll start things off because I think I've got something here that's quite interesting. Um, yeah, because we don't know what you're going to talk about, do it's we? It's a bit of a mystery mystery topic here. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, we all know what low resolution is, don't we? Yes. Yep. Yes. Yeah, we know what we know what high resolution is, don't we? We do. Well, we certainly do. Have you heard of super resolution? No. No, but I have heard 
sometimes when I do my composites in Photoshop, I'm trying to save uh, a PSD and Photoshop won't do it. It says, oh, do the large format one. Oh, yeah. PSB, is it? A PSB. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Um, and I've only just come across those recently. Right. I don't know. That's old news. I always call that PS, PS Big. That's why PS Big's PS Big. PS Big. big. Photoshop Big. <laughs> okay, so what is um, this thing then? Well, this is super resolution. So for anyone out there right now thinking, hmm, I'm going to go out there and buy um, a new Sony uh, A7R4 or 5, mm. whichever the newest version is now, for that extra resolution, that 42.5 megapixel sensor or whatever it is as far as megapixels go. Don't need to now because you've got super resolution you don't need to go and get a medium format camera anymore because you've got super resolution obviously i'm being a bit uh, over the top here um but there's a new feature now in photoshop an ai algorithm that can up to, that can quadruple the resolution of your image after it's been and taken after, after it's, yeah it has to be the picture has to be taken photoshop <laughs> <laughs> don't make cameras you know sorry the picture has to be taken I mean, it's not in camera. I mean, not in camera. No, this is in Photoshop. Right. All right, okay. it's interpolation, so, right? Is that that's essentially um, what it is? It, it, it may well be, but it's an AI. All I know is it's an AI algorithm that, mm-hmm. um, yeah. I guess I guess you're right there. It interpolates. Is that what you said, Mark? Yeah, I think I think that's the right phrase. Yeah. Interprets, interpolates, takes the interpolates. image, and whatever this process does, it is able to uh, essentially quadruple the resolution of um, of your images. And I think from the example that I've seen here, it takes someone's 12.4 megapixel image and uh, takes it up to, I think it said 42.8 megapixels. Mm, okay. And I've looked at the quality of this, uh, the click of a button, bearing in mind, it's just AI that's done this through a study of thousands of, of other images. It's how it kind of interprets the data it sees on the AI specialists. Um, but it's able to actually increase the resolution by that much and accurately as well. And I've had a look here at, I'm going to pop some links in now, guys. So although people can't see, can't see this in our audio podcast, we can get your reactions live on the air. And yeah, and we'll do that. So this is the first, this is the original picture. I'll just put a link in now, guys. Have a look at that first one there. That's the original. Okay. 12.4 megapixels. Okay. Okay. So have a look at that. Zoom in on it as well. Good shot. All right. And now here's the, Mm -hmm. here's the AI uh, super resolution version. Okay, so I put that link in now. We're going to get your live reaction to this uh, for the audio listeners because obviously we can't send visuals to your ears, but hopefully we can paint a picture through our words. Okay, so I mean it's definitely bigger. It's definitely bigger. I thought it was going to be sharper somehow, but well, I don't know. If, I think uh, well, I mean, I suppose we are it, looking at the image the itself screen. is sharper. Then yeah. it may. Do you know what I mean? I think that may be the sharpness of the original image. Yeah, possibly. of course, of course. Yeah. Um, but the fact that it's taken that, you know, without without yeah. any kind of strange artifacts um, or blur, it does, or, you yeah. know, it pretty pretty impressive. I thought anyway. So what I'm going to do? It is, does look good. I'd like to I like to run some tests on this myself, and I'm going to put this out there to the to the to the punters online have a look at this and it's it's photoshop's super resolution feature and you do this in in camera raw or bridge so you you go to the enhance enhance oh, so it's not uh, actually in photoshop it is in sorry it's in camera raw um hmm. and and or bridge you can activate it in bridge as well and yeah. uh and you hit, hit enhance so you right click the image and yeah. I've not done it myself yet, so that's why I'm being a bit vague on where exactly the feature is. But you, I think you can right-click the image uh, in, in Camera Raw and click Enhance, 
and then there it presents you a, a suite of options on how to do it. And it's just those two areas in which you can update this, so it's not in Lightroom yet. It's not in Lightroom. No, not in Lightroom yet. Um, I don't know if that's something Lightroom would touch. Um, well, because you are exporting, because it, it's the yeah. sort of thing that... Because I use... I never use Camera Raw. I'm very, no, I don't only, use Camera Raw. I, yeah. The only time I use Bridge is if I'm renaming images. Yeah. Um, so Lightroom is is my go-to if I'm obviously going through the rules to turn them into whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, so yeah, it's interesting, but so what do you guys think to that? Because obviously that's, that's that there, the example I gave you there is a, is a fairly low megapixel um, image for on an old camera. Mm-hmm. I think it was on a D 700 that was taken on. I think mm-hmm. it was shot up to 42 point, whatever megapixels. Um, now if you put, a high resolution, high megapixel image in there from the onset. What do you get out of that then? That would be interesting to see, wouldn't it? And well, is yes, this it was... is this a, a workaround for you know avoiding buying higher resolution, higher megapixel sensors, or or um, medium formats? What I'm trying to say, you know, is this a contender for those that might only occasionally have that need? Does it does it does it satisfy that that need? Do you think on occasion? Actually, no, I don't think it does, looking at it, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> I'm impressed. I've been looking at it backwards and forwards. I've been flicking through the two images, and I, I don't really get it. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I think I must be missing something. You know, wait, have, you, have you zoomed in on the pictures, like clicked to zoom in on it? Yeah. I keep, like, I've got the, hang on a minute, right. So it only allows me to click in once. Yes. Okay. Now, yeah, I mean, it's good, right? But it's not, I wouldn't say it's incredible. Really? I think that's, I think it's pretty amazing that it's just AI has just increased the resolution of your image, you know, because you, often you can't do that without obvious um, loss of quality. Um, pixelation, other artifacts, blur. And it's done that mm. there pretty yeah. flawlessly, I have to say. I mean, if you compare the two, so if you zoom in on the first one and then compare it to the other one, it, it's pretty good. No, it's not. I'm not saying it's not good. I'm just saying I'm not overly impressed. I'm not. I'm sorry, but I, I'm not looking at it and saying, "Wow, that's absolutely incredible." <laughs> Which is what I, I thought think, I would do. Yeah, I, I think the proof is in the printing pudding, really, isn't it? I mean, it's, it's difficult to see things on a screen because your screen is a certain resolution anyway. Um, so I always find it's difficult to sort of really compare. So I mean, the thing to do really is to print these out, and and because that's. It's, it's the printing that really shows up any flaws yeah. in, in things like this. I mean, at this moment, I'd I'd still probably say it's it's best to get the resolution in camera. I'd probably suggest. I'd imagine if you compared this shot taken or you know upgraded to that super resolution versus um, a camera taken at that resolution anyway, you'll probably find the camera that's taken at that resolution is better. That's one like one of my first questions. I said, "Hang on, you know, was this yeah. was this at you know, was this at camera stage? Was it taken in camera? Because that that's the best that you're ever going to get." Um, yeah, but, but I think. But the other thing Rob is, that's ta- I'd say that's been taken with an old camera as well. D seven hundred was an mm. old camera, very good camera, but it was an old camera now. So the quality of that, I mean, we're looking at that now, and you know, when you look at it, okay, yes, you can t- tell, you know, but but it's still not 
a really high quality image, whichever one that you look at. But it's not increasing the quality of it. It's just increasing the resolution, resolution. without without artifacts or yeah. other errors. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, which you can only really tell when you printed it, surely. Um, well, to a degree, but you can tell if it's you know if you're going into 100 percent on it and and it's yeah not yeah that same that same um, you know pixelation. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm being a bit, I'm being a little bit. Uh, what's the word? Um, <laughs> Tongue in cheek with it. You know, it's not going to replace um, you know the high megapixel uh cameras that can pump out images mm. of a much higher resolution it's not going to replace medium format cameras mm. but still a pretty cool feature to just perhaps just get a little bit of resolution extra resolution from time to time if you need it um or you know yeah. shock horror has this, has this ever happened to any of us here i don't know you accidentally take the pictures on your camera on the wrong setting and uh, you take them at a uh, much smaller resolution than required don't know if that's ever happened. I'm not going to name any names here, um, but uh, it could be, could be a useful fix, possibly for for situations like that. There, I don't know. Yeah. So, but I'm not I'm not putting anyone on the spot here. Um, but you know, I mean that, cool that I mean that is actually quite a, an interesting thing. Uh, you know, it, it in all seriousness, could you take? Um, I mean, uh, RAWs are better than JPEGs for so many reasons, anyway. But could you take a load of like medium resolution jpegs on a wedding which then saves you card space um and then bring them back to photoshop and make them bigger through photoshop i mean that is things like that is probably where it would come in handy yeah yeah i mean but i don't know i, I mean with raws anyway you're getting so much more information yeah oh, but yeah, i think course, even yeah. if you shot something medium uh, sort of medium jpeg quality it'd be perfectly okay for a winning these days even an old one of the older cameras it's jpeg basic where you can have a problem um mm. and i wonder if and we're not naming any names here uh, as as robert's <laughs> already said but i wonder if there's any any listeners out there that have actually gone out and taken a load of photos and particularly on a on a on a, on a professional shoot on a paid shoot well, you've come back and you've had the camera on basic and you've just got no quality of image there. Um, I wonder if anyone's been in that situation and what they've done to rectify it, whether they've managed to get away with it with the client or whether they've been open and honest and said, look, you know, made a bit of a cock up here. Uh, you know, the images aren't great quality. Yeah, they, they, they might, might look okay on a screen, but blow them up to, you know, a seven by five print and they're all pixelated. Uh, but I wonder if yeah. that's happened. But to be honest with you, the quality of cameras now in the last five years, even a bit longer than that, um, even JPEG basic, I bet you the quality of that is probably, JPEG basic now is probably the quality of a JPEG medium from, that was 10 JPEG years ago. medium 10 years ago, I reckon. Yeah. It's got it's got so much yeah. better now. So, uh, I mean, I never use. To be honest, I never. It's very rare I have my camera on JPEG. It's only if I'm testing it for whatever reason, like yeah. we said about um, center cleaning last episode. You know, that sure. tends to be when I would do a JPEG. But, yeah. um, I mean, the the other thing which I'm finding this could really help is if you know if you do shoot at a really high resolution anyway. Let's say you are shooting a product shoot uh, for an advertising campaign. Mm. Um, and you're using a medium format back and it's that high resolution that you get from it obviously you'd have to convert it to a jpeg or whatever and then you use this feature on top and yep. you know you're going to get some pretty sizable adverts out of that yeah. at yeah. a decent quality it, comes, it, it can it comes, take it could sorry i should just add it could take mm. tiff files raws and jpegs oh. 
Um, okay. So that's pretty cool. And I need to just cor- uh, correct myself a little bit. So it took an old D712 megapixel image from 4,256 pixels by 2832 pixels to 8,512 to, uh, by 5,664 5, pixels. Mm. That was a mouthful. Yeah. Um, which is about, it said here, uh, to, to 48 48.5 megapixels at the end of the process. Right. I mean that's that's impressive. When you put it in figures, it's 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 impressive. And I think Mark was right in saying that you'd want to see prints of it as well, um, you know, to see what what the final output could be. Yes, um, and th- well, there's one other one here where um, this chap has blown up um, a Fujifilm GFX 100 image at 11,205 pixels by 8,404 pixels, all the way up to. Um, 22,409 pixels by 16,807 pixels. So 376 megapixel image at the end of the process. Mm. Wow. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I have to say, uh, the reason I want to talk about this, and I know we're, we're going to move on shortly, um, but is it's because it's AI processes now. And there's a number of AI processes I now use in my editing workflow every day that speed up what we do. And it's only going to get better and better and better. Um, what you can do with AI now is incredible. Uh, just recently, just the other day, I came across a new feature in Photoshop that's in beta, uh, colorization. Take a black and white photo and it auto-colorizes it. That's incredible. And it does really it like to see that. really well, really yeah. well. Because yeah. yeah. I know the traditional way of the old ones was airbrushing and you could obviously tell. But that is something I'd be really interested in because yeah. I've seen a lot of pictures that, uh, that you know, um, historical pictures that they've tried to put a colour tone or they've tried to colourise it, should we say, um, and you know that it's not quite right. And that's something that I'd be really interested in. Yeah, it's incredible. Uh, look at that, yeah. So I think these AI processes are, they're going to be the way of the future. Yeah, um, yeah. they will yeah. be. I mean, I, I saw something, you know, drone, I mean, it's virtual reality, this is more so, but um, with drones now, there's either it's either come out or it's just about to come out where you can put on some glasses and you can see what the drone is is seeing first hand oh you could do that now i think yes like vr like a vr headset vr headset that's right yeah Yeah. and and and, you know while your drone's up in the air you can move around and and now the drone moves with you as you move your head have you seen have you seen drone racing oh that's incredible because they've got the headsets on there that's how they see where they're going it's all first person view yeah that yeah i've seen some there's been some incredible videos in actual fact i've seen recently on linkedin um that have been coming from the insurance company that we use for our drones and they had this drone that went through a bowling alley Uh, you have to see this video to believe it but this drone shoots through a um a bowling alley but it goes down the actual bowling whatever you call it oh the secret bit right? which you don't know what happens right? it goes, yeah it, it goes through yeah and it goes in the string through, puller in, in through the back back mm. round again all the way to the waiting area back in and it, and it keeps whizzing around without stopping without any pauses without any cuts and whoever flew this right is is one is obviously very very highly skilled at flying drones but was it i'd like to know was it done with a micro drone because of the quality of the footage was really good um but could it have been done with something like virtual headset? Was that was that utilised in something like this? Again, that's Maybe. the way things are going, and we talk about it more and mm. more now. Um, and, yes, we do. Yeah, and it's something that we uh, have to, as I always say, embrace it and start. Well, yes, yeah, so I would always. In, I mean, I would always embrace it. The only time I have issues with AI is when it um, sort of interferes or takes over from human creativity. Um, that's the only time I have issues with AI. But it's but, still. But it's still human creativity to a certain point, though. 
No, no. What I'm saying is, yeah. it's like if it like we were discussing it a few, a few pods back, where the computer was saying, "Oh, I like this picture. Why not change the sky to this?" And yeah. you go, "Okay, yeah, let's change the sky to this," and press OK. That's no longer your decision. That's the computer suggesting something, and you're going, "Okay." Yeah. Um, that's where I have issues with with things. Um, however, if it if it's aid stuff that aids like to make your life a lot better, um, yeah. like if you have made that awful mistake of having JPEGs on the wrong setting, or or if you need to make a billboard and you need to interpolate your pitch to be bigger, I'm all for it, man. No, there's there's no issue with that. I think I'm with you um, on that, Mark. We're on the same page there. Mm. Yeah, I, I mean the black and white to color thing. I mean, I think that's that's a marvelous thing. I mean, that's all that's doing. You have decided that you're going to do that, and all it's doing is stopping you from the painstaking <laughs> situation of having to to, to actually do it. I, I don't have any issue with that at all. And there's still some refining needing to be done when you use that tool, so you can yeah, then drop is, in yeah. and you can actually adjust the colors. Mm. So you can tell it actually that's, that, that should be green or that should be red, and it kind of yeah. makes the calculation again and it's yeah i mean just mm. ai in general i'm really every it seems like every week i see something else and i'm just more you know every time more and more impressed with it so well the, um, you know, super resolution there you go i mean the way technology technology is moving on is is at such a rate that it's also the intelligence of the people that that that, that actually put these things together you know the uh who not just come out with the ideas mm. but of actually doing it and putting it all together this and uh, you know it's a it takes it to a new level doesn't it of of, of well, there's always been those people about, I suppose. I guess you know. It's just different you, you think about it, yeah. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, and the you know the, the dad yeah. in that. You know, he was that guy who would see a problem and try and think of a a way to mm. to solve that problem. Yeah. yeah, he was thinking about shrinking stuff, obviously, in the film. And if you haven't seen the film, watch it; it's brilliant. Mm. Um, but now it's all about AI and apps and and the inventors that used to make mm. physical things yeah. I'm now seeing going into the digital world and okay we can solve a problem this way now yeah mm. yeah yeah you're right yeah that's right yeah and you can all do you can do it all from the comfort of your bedroom that's it with a click of a button so <laughs> yeah. there you go so that's super resolution anyway gents I wanted to touch yeah. on that I'm by no means an expert mm. in that so if I sound a little really? bit unsure about things there yeah um, <laughs> no, no, I came cool. across that uh, yeah. a few days ago and I thought that's something I really you know, want to talk about so mm. Um, mm. I'll be trying that feature out for sure in the in the coming weeks mm. or days and um, talking stuff, perhaps yeah. a bit more about my experience with it so mm. there you go guys that's- now, something that wasn't uh, has got nothing to do with uh, artificial intelligence. Um, uh, if we talk about uh, actual photography, um, I came across. Um, well, I was, I was listening to, uh, I was watching a program on the TV the other day, and they were talking about iconic moments, and and it had come from the whole Meghan and Harry interview, and they were saying how explosive that whole interview was, and see people rolling their eyes and they're saying, oh. I thought this is one place where I didn't have to hear about this, but they were saying that, th- that it was going to be such a mind blowing interview that. And when I look back to when Diana did her interview, I don't know if you guys remember that. Yeah. Her, her, Bashir, wasn't it? Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Her sort of explosive interview, you know, they're saying that, that, that Harry and Meghan sort of trumps that, you know, and I was, and I was watching it. I was sitting with my wife watching it and saying, this is one of the iconic moments. As much as I didn't want to watch it, I actually watched a rerun of it and I was quite gripped by it. Um, yeah. Okay. Cause, uh, but then I was watching it with this thing in my mind, in the back of my mind thinking, this is an iconic moment. And we sat there chatting about different iconic moments that we'd experienced in, in recent years. 
and um and and we typed in a few things on our you know i typed in a couple of things on my phone to try and get some pictures oh yeah do you remember this do you remember that um and do you know how like cookies track you and what you've been looking at and everything uh, these <laughs> yeah days. So gotta watch those cookies cam yeah exactly <laughs> well i came across this article um and it was a guardian article going back from last year about the 25 years of news photography uh from the death of diana to covid 19 and it talks about um some of the the, the most iconic news stories but in in photography you know, you know sorry with photos with iconic photos and i can remember pretty much every single one of those stories and as i go through them it's, obviously i'm not going to go through them in in too much detail because uh, listeners can't see so i'm not going to go through every single one but can you remember these moments and guys i put this in the chat so you can see some of the pictures um the moment where bill clinton uh, is hugging monica Lewinsky. Uh, at a fundraiser meeting in 1998 okay an iconic picture for so many reasons uh okay diana um on a tour in angola of a minefield where she was wearing one of those visors and like a bomb proof or like a bomb proof vest or something um and uh i'm not gonna gonna skip through a few um the sheep that was cloned dolly the clone sheep okay iconic picture march 1997 um and tony blair and sheree blair outside 10 downing streets uh she's giving him a hug he's got his hand up in the air that moment when he became uh prime minister death of diana the picture of william uh, yeah, harry prince charles and um uh i can't remember his name now but uh, it's Lady earl spencer isn't earl it? spencer yeah diana's brother I'm not going to go through all of these because there's so many, but some of these images are, 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 are quite harrowing. Um, there is the, um, the Columbine High School massacre in Colorado oh, where yeah, uh, it, it shows yeah. a black and white picture taken from CCTV of the two guys with their, yeah, you know, with the guns in, in the school and they'd killed 12 students and one teacher. Oh, and the Concord as well. Oh. Yeah, Concord. Do you remember that going um, yeah. as, as well? And... Uh, and Michael Jackson holding <laughs> holding a baby over the balcony. Oh, crikey. Yeah. Remember that? Well, also, though, I just want to point out the September the 11th image. I mean, that was one of oh, the ones that mm, really, yeah. really stuck with me at the time. Yeah. It's people that, yeah, jumping it's per- out. And it's the person oh. that jumped out the window and he's yeah. head down, hurtling down, um, yeah. you know. And the, the, the image is there that goes to show that it doesn't matter which era that you live in, there's always going to be iconic moments. Uh, and it's the way mm. that they're captured now. You know, um, a lot of photos will always capture a thing. Uh, a still, I think, will always capture something that a feeling that video doesn't. Uh, uh, you know, video you see it, but in many ways we can become quite immune to the to some videos now. We see so much content now, don't we? Um, but sometimes a still image still, can still grab you, can't it? Like in that moment, that that September 11th, when someone has jumped out the window and all you see is the building behind them and this body that's jumped out the window. There's nothing the, else in the, the, in the, the one room. that gets me now looking back at it is having just had a, a baby myself, seeing Michael Jackson dangle his baby over the <laughs> oh. what an idiot he he was there. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? What a stupid bloke to do that. Sorry, not I know you shouldn't speak ill of the dead, but uh, you know, that's my also one that, that on, on a completely different note was the um. The selfie that Ellen DeGeneres took. Yes. And I know I was talking about selfies the other, the, the other day and it actually, it, it took down Twitter 
for for like yes five minutes or so because it was oh, so yeah, it was retweeted yeah. so many times that picture it actually broke twitter it was there's a- another one in this list actually that's take that was taken on the first of may 2011 uh, the reason I want to bring this up is because we've spoken before about the uh, Pete Souza White House documentary that we are yet to talk about on a, in an episode of the show, but we, we have mentioned it on the show before. Yes. And Pete Souza took that, that photo of uh, Obama and the rest of his uh, cabinet uh, during that uh, mission where they took yeah. out uh, bin Laden. And Martin, that, yeah. that's his photo there. So the Pete Souza photo, really interesting to see that in the list. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. So I just thought that would be interesting to to, to, to put, put that out there because you look back at these moments and we could keep on going. We could go oh, through almost okay. every single picture there and think, oh, I remember that. I remember that. That was incredible. Yeah. What what a moment that was. But for anyone out there listening, I'm sure, I'm sure you will all remember these stories and, and, and stories that make up your life, really. They're, they're part of your life story. And I remember them from certain each era that, you know, that – of my life really because you always think mm. nothing like that's ever going to happen again but it gets trumped by something else doesn't it mm. well know? we need to put this link on because there, yeah. there are some very powerful mm. photos there yeah that's right um, yeah yes and i just will post that and one final thing just moving uh um just on to something slightly different i want to come back to obviously mark was giving his uh a medical advice um <laughs> I'm sure that uh, I'm sure you guys uh, saw this because this this made quite a bit of news actually. The um, uh, the camera that's been inserted inside uh, a pill that can take oh, photographs yes, and diagnose early signs of cancer. Did you guys see this um, story? Um, I didn't. I've heard about it. In fact, I think I think you might have mentioned it to me. Actually, thinking about it, Cam. But uh, yeah. Um, yes, I have heard about this. This yeah. is amazing. Yeah, I, I at first I didn't think it was very serious, and then later on in the day, and this was last week, I think uh, they were talking about it on uh, on BBC News, and um, basically, it's just it, it, they're going to be given a, a, a tiny camera that's inserted into a pill. And I'm going to just read this. It takes images as it passes through the bowel and beams them to a recording device worn on a belt and shoulder bag, and it can be then flushed away. Um, and it says that uh, the ingenious capsule cameras would allow more people to undergo cancer investigations quickly and safely. Um, and the, one of the guys said, what sounds like sci-fi now is becoming a reality. As these cameras, as these minute cameras pass through your body and they take two pictures per second, per second, checking for signs of cancer and other wow. conditions like Crohn's. You know what I mean? Medical advancement is moving on. And, and you know, a lot of the things that a lot of the diseases and illnesses that we have today won't exist in many years to come, They, you know, because of, of research and, the, and, and we keep on going, you know. And um, like I said in a previous show, we will all be robots. There won't be humans. There will all be robots at some point. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Think oh, about it. I mean, Let me come back I'm, to I'm, that I'm, a minute because you laugh at that. Like heart, you can you can have heart transplant, you can have a liver transplant, okay, you can have a hip replacement. It doesn't matter what what you know your eyes, your ears. Yeah, but this is organic material that's replacing it, though, isn't right? it? Um, yeah, but the thing is, I think it's going to get more um, more robotic. <laughs> and that's not a particularly technical <laughs> word, but it will do. You know, and look at limb replacement from from soldiers that go and yeah. have. Uh, you know, uh, they go to war and come back, and because you know they've been so badly injured and disfigured, um, you look how much that that uh, that's how much that has advanced. Mm. Um, mm. But I'm afraid that we could move off into a different tangent here. If I go back to here that, we, we will become robots yeah. one day. Anyway, so the capsule, the camera in a capsule. I mean, that's groundbreaking, isn't it? 
do we know what the resolution of the uh, the picture is? I mean, it doesn't really matter, I suppose, because we can up, we can sort of interpolate it by uh, the yeah, AI. Oh, yeah, anyway, exactly. But, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> of course, it does. That's right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to um, do some more. I'm going to do a bit of research into that and find out a little bit more about it. Um, yeah, it'd be cool. Um, I just think it's amazing if you think about all the things we've been, you know, some of the things we've been speaking about, you know, the new ca- camera technology that was used, or say new camera technology, it was low depth of field that was used for the um, the, the, NF, the NFL, um, but also the, the the camera technology that's on the, the new rover, which is crawling about on Mars at the moment. Um, so that's all this camera technology for outer space. And then, of course, there's inner space where we're, we're creating these, these minute cameras. Um, yeah, it is, yeah it's, it's good point, a, actually. Yeah, it is amazing. Um, just cameras just everywhere, basically. Cameras everywhere. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, it was just something to, you know, I think it was worth throwing in there because it's such a, a current story, um, mm. and it's certainly something to. I'd like to keep an eye on that actually, just to see, you know, how, you know, how well it progresses actually. Perhaps maybe yeah. get a doctor. Oh, well, we've got Dr. Mark, haven't we? So. <laughs> no, no, no. Let's, we, we, we're in the realms of getting. This could be quite dangerous. I know I'm, I'm not a doctor. I only regurgitating what my wife, who works in a pharmacy, has said. Um, but you know, get always get proper doctor's advice before you do out. All right. Do you know, Robert? You've got uh, um, uh, Henry now, young baby, and somebody told um, my wife and I when our son was born that before going on a plane, you know, children sometimes really sort of struggle. Young babies, young children struggle on a plane. That um, I really shouldn't be saying this actually, but give them, give them a spoonful of cow pole before they get on the plane, and it works wonders. And it was just cow pole, just the most. Oh, get emotional as I say that. <laughs> cow pole is just uh, amazing, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, I've well, solved so many of my problems in the, over the last few months. So. I'm sure I get you. I get exactly where you're coming from. Right? <laughs> oh, I used to love Calpol when I was a kid. Yeah, absolutely loved it. Yeah. Anyway, so but again, it's not medical advice, you know. No. So, you know no. what? Uh, I've got a little trick though. It's going off topic here, but uh, you know, we have we share a few personal stories here and there on the show, don't we? And we've discovered something here that gets Henry off to sleep, um, <laughs> no matter what the situation is, right? <laughs> What we do is we, we just play REM, Losing My Religion. Really? <laughs> and I've got a little dance routine, right? A way that I rock him to that song. Yeah. All's asleep within okay. like a minute. It's you need to video this. You need to video this and we <laughs> no, need Robert, to post it. Yeah. I, I've got a song. Our audience well. needs to see this. <laughs> the thing is, I had a song as well. It's, uh, you know, um, when I was uh, a dad of your age, and that was, um, and I still remember the song actually used to play over and over again. It was Robert Plant, 29 Palms. And uh, I think it's a song, I think it's certain songs, aren't they? That, yeah, uh, strange, yeah. I think it's all to do What's with happened the way to Jordan's music taste them. since then, then? Oh, oh don't nice. get us started on Jordan's <laughs> music taste. Oh. Don't get us started, yeah, that's right, yeah. Crikey. <laughs> it's gone all, uh, what should we call it, uh, grime, shall we say? Actually, to be fair, we when we did a job in London once, I drove him and Caitlin back and uh, we had... Um, 90s dance hits oh they love that i had a stuff. playlist yeah. yeah like gangsters parrot well gangsters paradise not really a dance hit but it was all the number ones and stuff of that era anyway anyway so um back to the photography there gents um so last week i had a little bit of a rant i'm not sure if you guys remember about landscape photography and about how i'm seeing the same old stuff again and again and again yeah yeah, yeah. um and 
Look, I just want to clarify. I, I, I could probably say the same stuff about Portugal as well. You see the same stuff again and again and again. It was just that day I'd seen quite a lot of landscape stuff. But um, since then, I've actually uh, seen um, a picture taken, which won an uh, uh, award. It was the People's Choice of the Wildlife Awards, I think it was. Um, and I just thought, um, and again, we'll, we'll, we'll share this thing and we'll post it. Um, mm-hmm. It's a great example of what I was saying. Um, so for those who haven't got it in front of them, this is a picture. Um, and I'll tell you the photographer in a minute, cause there's a added little thing there, which I thought was pretty cool. It's, it was basically taking pictures of the, uh, bushfires in Australia, which happened, well, it's about this time last year, wasn't it? It was before the, the pandemic really hit. And, um, basically, I mean, I remember seeing lots of footage. I don't know about you guys, but I remember seeing lots of footage about it in pictures and it was, you know, you'd see the hills and it was a dark sort of hill with all this fire going and and it looks like something out of a a hell scene or or something like that and, you know, things on fire and stuff. But And and there's a lot of that. But this one won the award um, because for me, it was doing, as I said, it was doing exactly what I was talking about. It was, it was thinking a bit more outside the box. Now I've seen this kind of stuff before, but the way this worked was really cool. So the picture was taken on a drone. So it was a bird's eye view of the forest and you had, and it was like split into two halves. You had the, the half of the forest that that was on fire or had been on fire. And you have the half of the forest that was still to, to, to burn basically. And you had this line of fire in the middle dividing the picture up. And I just thought it's a little bit more abstract. It's a little bit more, a little less obvious um, than what I've seen. And I just thought it was an excellent picture. And I've shown it to you guys. What, 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 do, you, what do you think? Yeah, I think it's, I think um, although you see drone shots more and more these days, um, I assume it's a drone, not a helicopter shot. Um, it was a drone. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because you, you, although you see drones more and more, they're still quite new to us. So seeing things from a different perspective like that is still quite visually striking, I think. So it's like you say, Mark, we haven't seen a lot of it. Um, but actually, even outside of the fact that it's taken so high up, just the just the story that image tells, um, the yeah. narrative that comes along with it, um, and the the asymmetry, if you like. Um, but it's the composition, it's, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, the composition, really, yeah. yeah it, it is just... It's it's fantastic. So yeah, I can see why it's won the award. We'll definitely have to put that one mm. online for everyone to yeah. see. Um, yeah, it's just yeah, just awesome, really. Yeah, it says here that he when he went up with the drone, the battery was nearly flat, and um, he got it. Um, I've got to be honest. When I first looked at it, I wasn't over, overly impressed. I thought, yeah, it's all right. Cool, Shania, you're really Shania Twain here today, aren't you, Karen? I am a little bit. Just <laughs> not impressed with the super resolution. Not impressed with this. As I said that, <laughs> I realised what I was saying, really. I thought, oh, God, yes, yeah, it's my turn today. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, you could look at it really closely and pick out all the good things about it. That, that You know, the way that it's split into two, that line of fire that's in the middle, the smoke, the colour. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's a, it's, it is a really good image, but I'm not that impressed that it, it won a major wildlife photo award i you know, see i think it's deserved winner do yeah you really? i would agree yeah yeah, yeah. I, think, I, think you're, I think if, if we were judges drone stuff okay actually no that's a good point robert i do see a lot of drone stuff because the drone stuff we do so i'm looking at drone stuff all the time so my immediate thing isn't wow that's incredible and i think a lot of people would say that because purely because it's taken from an, an angle that they would never normally look at don't get me wrong it's a good picture but i don't think if i was if i was a judge if, if the three of us were judging pictures I, I think we would have a disagreement over that one I would, yeah because you know 
and I'd say, I, come on, come, sorry. Yeah, and and but it's personal choice. See now, are you? If, if you, I don't know how judges, but ju- if you're a judge, though, you're meant to judge the image based on its photographic qualities rather than preference. Is that right? Am I right in saying that? I don't no, know. I'm not. You, I'm not a judge. But you could. But you still look at it in the sense you still have to take into account. Do I like the picture? Do I don't like the yeah. picture? What do I? Photography is like always subjective, so that's yeah. always. Well, going I suppose to play it is. But do you have? But rather than thinking, do you like the picture? Because there's lots of pictures that, that win awards um, that you wouldn't necessarily like. But mm. tell, a, tell an important enough story or bring with mm. it a narrative that's, you know, there might not be the, the most technical images you've ever seen. Mm. But I, th- I dare say that sometimes the more interesting pictures are the ones that aren't perfect photographically. Oh, um, I did get that, yeah. Yeah, I totally yeah. get that. But you still got to be something's still got to get you, hasn't it? Uh, beyond the technical ability of, of looking at a picture, something's still got to make you think, yeah, that's but it's that's not a, the technical ability. It's not the technical ability I'm particularly impressed with on this one, though. Mm. No, I mean, it, the fact that it was a drone it yeah. is neither here nor there for me. It no. could have been from a helicopter and it could have been taken. That That's not... That's. Yeah. I mean, I think the reason why he was able to take this is probably because it's a drone, because maybe a helicopter above a fire might not yeah. be safe. Yeah. Um, but nevertheless, you know, it's a bird's eye shot picture, which can... It, it, you know, the fact it's a drone, again, for me, is, is, is not the problem. And it's not about the quality of the picture, right? It's, for me, no. it's about the, the decision-making of the composition. Mm. Um, and, you know, it tells that story. It's like, look at this beautiful forest. Look what's about to happen to it, you know? Um, and, you know, so many sort of global warming conversations and, and, and what we're doing to the planet... Um, type of conversations that for me this picture evokes so not only does it work well on the eye compositionally but for me it also evokes those stories evokes those conversations and debates um and and yeah i I think it's it just um narrates it perfectly Mm. Yeah, I think I'm, I think, I'm, I think I'm on your on your side. Well, I'm not on your side, Mark, but I'm, we're on the same page as what yeah. I'm trying to say with it. Yeah, I mean, there's a heck of a story in the photo, you know, when yeah. you look and you think what's going on down there, and then you can start to look at it from that point of view as well. So there's so many different aspects to the actual image. Um, mm. That, but that's 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 just my opinion on it. You know, like yeah. I said, it's, yeah, nothing wrong with the picture. It's a, it's a it's a it's a it is a damn good picture. I'm just saying, mm. I don't. I'm surprised it's won a major wildlife photo award. I thought there would have been. Well, it was a people's choice, by the way. Mm, yeah, that's right. It, yeah, so it wasn't actually. So yeah. we were just talking about judges there. Yeah. I completely forgot. I think yeah. it's a people's choice. Yeah, oh, right. Oh, there you go. Yeah. yeah it's 55,000. I mean, I can't help yeah. it if 55,486 people were wrong. But <laughs> <laughs> now, 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 now. You're just having to be different, don't you, Cam? <laughs> no, I mean, you know, it's, it's obviously had a lot of votes, but it'd uh, be interesting yeah. to see what the top three were. Um, yes, yeah. I mean, I'd be interested to see that too. Yeah, uh, no, but right. for me, as I say, the main reason why I wanted to pull it up is, is just to what I was saying last week. For me, this is taking a landscape picture but doing it differently. Mm. This is a good example of actually thinking outside the box, having the story at the heart of what you're trying to do rather yeah. than just making a pretty picture or um, an epic picture, which, you know, you can never say it'll be a beautiful picture of a forest fire, but it would you know, people probably making it trying to look epic or, or mm. something like that to get to, to catch people's attention. It's not oversaturated. Um, it's not no nope. uh, there's no there's no auto sky replacement here. <laughs> no, I mean there's not a lot of fire in it really. <laughs> well that's right, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, but you know what's happening. You yeah. know what it is. And yeah. and for me that is just that's just good artistic decision making. Mm. Subtleties um, sometimes can yeah. paint a better picture than uh some of the beach overhead with what it is. Yeah. 
Um, I think it's probably about time we said who the photographer was. Um, oh, I, yeah, I, we haven't I, even mentioned. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Uh, well, I didn't want to say who it was straight away because of who, who it is and people go, oh, that's why you like it. And, and it really isn't. I wanted to put those those points out first. But um, the, the other thing which is quite astounding is it's the photographer is 17 years old. Um, I think he was when he took it. He might be 18 now, I'm not sure. But uh, he was 17. And um, his name is Robert Irwin, who is Steve Irwin's son. Um, so Crikey, you, mate. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so if any of you know, I mean, I'm sure everyone who's this know who's, knows who Steve Irwin is. Um, but I, I loved watching him. It was a mm. definite passion uh, for what he did. He was very hands-on at what he did as well, which I think was what made him different to, say, David Attenborough, who, by the way, I absolutely love too. Um, but um, there was very much a hands-on thing with what he did. And so when I saw who took this picture, um, I went and looked at his portfolio. And, um, yeah, the, his portfolio is brilliant, considering he's 17. He's obviously had a lot of training from his dad, because his dad, Steve, was also a photographer. He did, he did a lot of that. Oh, so. I didn't realise that. I didn't know um, that, actually, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think he did it in much of a professional way, but I think he, he was very into photography. I mean, if you're a wildlife presenter and the things that you do, I can imagine mm. it just goes hand in hand, right? It's probably hard um, for him to uh, take pictures of crocodiles whilst he's resting them as well, wasn't it? So. Well, <laughs> well, there is that. <laughs> um, but... Um, but but yeah, um, and have a look. I really recommend having a look at um, uh, look at his portfolio. I mean, especially the wildlife stuff because you can you can almost see the passion in his photographs, mm. the same passion that his dad had. And you know, so it was so sad when he, when Steve died. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? I remember images of his late wife and 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 obviously uh, Robert and his sister when they were when they were little, um, and for him to grow up and. and He's got a definite talent there. There's some awesome shots. So I do recommend having a look at it. Yeah, again, we'll probably put the also, link up. We'll we? put those links yeah. up for sure. Absolutely. He does look a hell of a lot like his dad, though, doesn't he? He does. He absolutely does. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, and I'll yeah. tell you something, though. I mean, all credit to him. You know, at 17 years old, you've, you've, <laughs> Robert, you're going to laugh at this, but you've got to have an eye, haven't you, for this? You've got to have an eye. You've got to have the eye for yeah. something like this. But to and, be fair to him, though, for what he's done there, you know, getting up close to that, I mean, it's going to be hard for people listening to this to know what we're talking about, but there's a picture of a snake where it's come right towards the camera. It's got this amazing, it's got nice depth of field on the snake, but then the depth of field in the foreground where the snake's tongue is coming towards the mm, lens. Yeah. And you've got, you've got to be fearless for this sort of shot as well, haven't you? That's I, mean, I think he's using some sort of fisheye there, so isn't he? I think yes, that shot. yeah. So he's had to get really, really close. Yeah, yeah. There's no, uh, there's no uh, sniping from afar with these with these images. No, no, that's um, right. Yeah, for sure. So, de- but again, we'll absolutely have to put it out there. He's thinking stuff out the box, isn't he? With these shots, he's it's not your standard picture of a snake. He's he's done something else with it. Which it's not a swan down the Bedford Embankment. That's it's not. Sure. That's <laughs> right, yeah. No. Seen enough swan pictures to laugh me a, li- last <laughs> me a lifetime, I think. <laughs> I also noticed that he's using Canon as well, or at least in the picture that he's, uh, that he's got on his website, Mark. Ah, uh, oh, well, there you go. He's in good company, isn't he? Yeah. yeah the thing but... is, when you're working in the wildlife, you have to use camera gear that you don't mind getting damaged or losing <laughs> when you have to run away from the... Uh... Oh. Alternatively, when you're in the middle of nowhere, you need camera gear that you can actually uh, depend on and oh, yeah, yeah, computers. Yeah. It's so, uh... fair, fair. yeah, it's not mirrorless, <laughs> is it? It's not using mirrorless, so uh, no, it's not. No, it's no. one one DX. Well, at least in the picture. Yeah. I mean, it might I mean, be now, but yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it might be now. But I mean, he's 
you know, obviously knows what he's doing and he's already got that contact with animals, hasn't he? And that, that, yeah. that, that yeah. fearless nature in him. And that's really half, the, if not more uh, of the battle than just, you know, of, of, of being prepared to, to get in there. And it comes back to that thing I've spoken about before where photographers um, are, uh, too many photographers are just too shy that you know they, mm. they, they don't want to speak out they don't want to get the subject uh to come close to them or they don't want to get too close to their subject because they're too shy they want to hide behind their camera and for something like this you have to you you have to have some balls don't you to to get half of these yeah. pictures yeah. you've got to be you've yeah, got to you be do. confident you've got to be confident and then you've got to know what you're doing in a split second as well that's mm. that's a good photographer photographers yeah. that don't and don't command behind a camera uh are always going to um they're always going to miss a lot i think mm. they're never going to be as good that's why some paparazzi photographers are absolutely incredible because they are shouting their heads off behind the cameras they're directing shouting they're getting people's attentions and they're working quick and they're getting the shots as well some Damn, papar- just, paparazzi did... are top top photographers they really are yeah. I'd love to no, talk really about the paparazzi. That. We've been trying to get some paparazzi uh shooters to come onto the podcast. We've we're yet to just... Yeah, we're yet to accomplish it. But there is like Cam's about to say, I think there's one guy in particular we're we're trying to reach out to. And if we can get him, <laughs> it's gonna make for a very, very good episode of the show. Yeah, that's uh, right. Yeah. Because you know, obviously paparazzi photography comes with all sorts of uh uh, baggage shall we say and <laughs> yes. it'd be good to unload some of that. So uh, <laughs> yeah. Hoping to bring that to you at some point. If he responds to our inquiries. If he responds, yeah. We're not we're not big enough yeah. perhaps yet for him. But <laughs> um, guys, anything else to add there before we finish up? No, I'm all good. I think that ties it up for another week. Brilliant. Uh, Mark, anything else you want to say? No, not at all, really. Just uh, keep safe, everyone. Hmm. Uh, yeah, Actually, keep safe, just, as always. Yep, looking forward to, just going to say, just looking forward to head some uh, future podcasts we've got um, uh, coming on. Uh, we've got a couple of sort of business-related things coming on over the next two or three months, which I think is going to be uh, interesting for some people, particularly for those people that are interested in selling their pictures. You know, it's a lot of, whether you're a professional, whether you're an amateur and you shoot some pictures and you want to sell them, whether you want to sell them online, we're going to be talking a little bit about that, about how you can make some money from, from your pictures. As I said, whether you're doing it as a hobby or whether you're doing it professionally, that's good. Uh, we've we've also got a Nikon ambassador coming on uh, as well, who's one of the world's top, photo- uh, who's one of the world's best wedding photographers as well. Um, uh-huh. And we've got him coming on the show very very soon as well. So uh, if you're, a are Nikon- we going to like Paxman him? Yeah. What the, so, what the hell are Nikon doing? That's right. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, Nikon user, but we're still grinning. Only joking. We? So, Only no, joking. But, but certainly, if, if you know, if you're a Nikon user, and not just mm. if you if you're a wedding photographer, any wedding photographer, I mean, I, that's that one's going to be really, really good listening. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, we've got some interesting. Definitely got some interesting people on, and and some underwater photography as well, haven't we? We've got uh, somebody oh, yeah, yeah, who's yeah. going to be coming on talking about underwater photography and underwater portraits. So how good is that? Some interesting so we, stuff. We, we've got a busy virtual bar busy virtual bar there you go yeah brilliant okay well guys as always like follow subscribe to the photography bar podcast wherever you get your podcasts from follow us on social media and we will see you on the next episode of the photography bar